Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. of Giant Cocktails on the Road. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the equipoised Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Well, first of all, when you say beside me, you really do mean like in front of me. Correct. Because I am literally... In front of you right now. That's right. You are. I am all up in your face. I could stick my finger in your nostril. That's true. You could, and I would sneeze, <laughs> and I would say, at least you didn't give me a wet willy like you always used to do. Ooh. No. 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 All right. All right. Well, I guess before I, I, I even think about the word that you just gave me, I, I do. We should probably just you know let people know that. The sound quality might yeah. be a little different because we are right across from each other and we're in the middle of my new uh, abode. Uh, Correct. So we don't have a recording studio quite nope. set up yet and uh, it's a little bit cavernous. And we so are not in the closet. You we, might. Are, we are out of the closet. Matthew has moved. Yes. And so, uh, you know, it could be a little bit different sound, but uh, hopefully we will um, roll with this. You know what? Deal with it. Like <laughs> I don't care. I, I clearly don't care about my sound quality. Halfway through the episode, I just sound like crap. You know, I do episodes from the bottom of a garbage can in Iceland. That's right? true. Like, That's I true. clearly do not care about sound quality. I don't care about the ear holes of our listeners. Uh, I do care about you emotionally. No. <laughs> I care about your well-beings. Um, yeah, you know, no, I don't. No, I don't. Yes, you I don't, do. I do. I you're, do. You're a nice guy. I do. What do they? What do the? What do the vlog brothers call that? A serapocial relationship. I care deeply about our listeners, because yeah, a parasocial relationship is the relationship that you, as the peon or the plebe, have with the celebrity online. Oh, so a serapocial relationship is the relationship that the celebrity has with you, the peon. Okay, who's the celebrity here, though? We're just sitting in a half-empty apartment. You know you what, know? Matthew? As, as our cousin Maggie used to say, we're famous among dozens. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But anyway, anyway, uh, I, I, uh, we're here. We're in your apartment. You're equiposed. I, so equipoised. Poised. Equipoised. Yeah. What? I, I don't, I don't even know what that, where that would mean. It means that you're like, you're middle of the road. Oh. You know, you're, you're surfing the mild waves that Farhan Zaidi is putting out there. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm middle of the road. Yeah. yeah. You don't mind when he goes on a dump run to throw out some trash, but finds like a really nice uh, uh, rocking chair on the side of the road that could be an antique that he could restore. You're like, that's cool. That's fine. I am okay with that. I am pro Farhan because you're the positive guy. I'm the positive you're guy. You're equipoised. Okay. All you're right. equipoised. I yeah. am. Yeah. I'm Before equipoised. we explain that in too much detail, I do have a question for you, okay. as always. Always. You're a car guy. I am? Yes. And you are really into fixing them up, you know, restoring them. I am? Yes. Okay. And 
uh, I got a question about you about classic cars. Did you know a classic car is any car that's 20 years or older? No. Yes. That means that cars from 2002, a 2002 Toyota Corolla, Matthew, is now a classic. Heck, I think a 2003 Toyota Corolla would be considered a classic now. Wow. So that definitely means my the first car I ever bought was a 1995 Chevy Cavalier. Mm-hmm. Would be a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a 1999 Dodge Neon. That's what you called it, Coche. I did. That thing. Oh, God. When it, it, it steered like so many. It was like, it's like slicing through butter with a hot knife. I loved Coche. Dodge Neon. You know, they used to race those on racetracks. Really? They had a racing league for Dodge Neons. Yeah, but that's not what this question is about. The question is, Matthew... If you have this classic, you know what? I don't even want to call, call it a, a Toyota. So back in the day before Elon Musk was a person. No, he was a person. No. Back when Elon Musk was still like a, you know, alien egg pod. Yeah. And he was doing the whole, he was, he was like thinking up X, OGX, not new GX, mm-hmm. you know, OGX. And then, and then before the PayPal thing happened, the big car that everybody had in the Bay Area, like the, the famous car was a BMW. Okay. So instead of everybody driving Teslas, they were driving BMWs. And so my question for you is, if you had a classic 2003 BMW, Uh but it was totaled, Mm. you know, like it's damaged and you can't, it's going to take six months to repair it. it. It's not going to be ready to drive until like July. Okay. It's not going to be ready to drive until the all after the all start break. Take a lot of time, and yeah, and I need a car now. But it's gonna yeah, take a you lot of needed time. a car now. Yeah, you were hoping for like a you know like a a, a model Snell or a model a model <laughs> Montgomery, but you got a model Ray. My question for you: This is totally a question about cars, by the way, because you're such a car guy. Is it still a classic if it's totaled? It's still a classic. I mean, you know, there are classic cars that don't run. <laughs> true. Yeah. So this is true. This is true. It doesn't take away from the classicness of a car. Right. It just means it doesn't work. So what you're saying is a Cy Young Award winner is a Cy Young Award winner. Exactly. You always have that. You always, always have that. Always have that. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mean that it's going to help you going forward. That is true. That is true. It doesn't mean that. But you're confident you're a car guy. You could fix it up. If I, yes, because I have a proven history of fixing, fixing up cars. Up. Yeah. yeah. You're, I, you're the best car guy I know. Right. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, because of that, that knowledge and that, dare I say, hubris. <laughs> I, whoa. I, yeah, I, are I you? would, I would say absolutely yes. we could fix that. Yes. You know what? I, I would I, just, you know, I could throw out a couple of late model sedans for this classic <laughs> and I could fix it. You know, a late model sedan means like recent. That's what right. late model means. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would call those two that we're using in this that we're vaguely re- referencing as late model. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to my head. That was like yeah, the, I don't know how to explain. That's, that's it. I'm good. not a car guy, as you keep that's saying. Good. I don't. I don't think the early teens uh, Hanniger and and Desclafani models are late. You know what I mean? They're they're a little early. Okay. They're, okay. They're, they're at least mid mid. Uh, yeah. Anyway. 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 <laughs> today is Sunday, January seventh, as we record this 
podcast. The San Francisco Giants have now made the biggest trade of the Farhan Zaidi era, including trading away the second most significant free agent signed in the Farhan Zaidi era. I don't know. He's kind of, he is, Mitch, Mitch, let's face it, folks. Mitch was going to be the next Tommy LaStella. So I don't know. They're equal in my mind. I feel like this is, Farhan realized the errors of his ways and got out early. You're telling me. This is a good thing. He didn't pull a, he didn't pull a Tommy LaStella where he waited it out. It's, you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Matthew, because that's what we used to complain. We used to complain about was, or at least I used to complain. No, you complained about it, too. You complained about it, too, because it was worth complaining about, because it was legit. Right? We're not here to snow our listeners into thinking that everything that the Giants do is perfect. Right? Like, if you want that, go listen to the to the post-game rap. You know, you, you know where to find that content. We're not here to snow you. And we said that the one thing that Farhan couldn't do was own his mistakes. And here he is trading back Hanager and moving on from Desclafani, who was once upon a time an excellent acquisition. Yeah. No, he had great seasons. But then leaned in too much into and given the contract extension that he should have given to Gosman. Now, granted, he didn't give that to he didn't because Gosman would not have accepted Desclafani money. No, no, because Gosman rightly knew he was worth more than that. But you're right, you're right. So, so, but here we are. It's the biggest trade in in the Desclafani. Sorry, in the in the Farhan Zaidi era. That's what happened this week, and it was big news, and a lot of people were super positive. We're going to talk about this in great depth and detail. And then we're going to talk about what does that mean for the future? Are the Giants done? Is this the roster? Robbie Ray coming in July, Zheng Hu Lee and Tom Murphy, your top two acquisitions of the offseason. <laughs> Are the Giants done? Is this it? Are we locked in and loaded and ready for 79 wins? Or no? Is Farhan going to go look or another couple of acquisitions to try to get us to 82 wins. We're going to talk about that too. But first, Matthew, as I stare you in the eyes in real person, I got to tell you, I got to ask you, do you have a trivia question for us? No, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) No, of course I have a trivia question. All right, okay, okay, give it to us. So... Obviously, uh, Farhan Zaidi and Jerry Depoto, the general manager of the Seattle Mariners, have gotten quite friendly with each other over the last uh, what five years. They're BFFs. They are. There yeah. have been nine trades, I think we uh, looked at. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Giants have, what did you say? Am I giving it away? No. no. The Giants have traded with the Mariners 24 times since 1980? Yeah. And nine times. In the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so there we have some history with the with the Mariners. So Mm -hmm. today's trivia question is what two past giant pitchers were acquired from the Seattle Mariners in separate trades that went on to win 19 plus games in a season for the Giants? 19 or more wins. Mm. 
19 or more wins. That we acquired directly from the Mariners. We acquired them from the Mariners. Christy Mathewson and Christy Mathewson. Okay, you know, yeah, the Mariners. Yeah, but I think back, back then, then they were the Seattle Pilots. Yeah, or the Seattle. Like, nothings. Nothings, yeah. <laughs> I think back then California wasn't even a state, right? Because this, this was this was pre this was pre Civil War. Because I know how history works. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? You know what? I I I I remember we talked about this. I, I was here when you. That, the reason I'm giving such a ridiculous answer is because one, I'm ridiculous, but two, it's because I actually was there when you created the trivia question, which usually I'm not. Yep. I was just sitting next to you on the couch that I carried up the stairs. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> and uh, uh, I was sitting on that couch. And I mean, you you carried it up the stairs, too. I did. Yeah. 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 It was and half and half. That's right. And we, well, it was it was half and. Like, and then my son. Yeah. 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 We, he and I were on the, 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 yeah. But we were on the bottom end, by the way. You were on the heavier end. We were on the danger end. You were. Yeah. yeah just yeah. to be clear. To be clear. Like, if things had gone wrong, your son and I would have, and your, and your brother would have died, you would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like recording a special episode, a special <laughs> memorial episode for my brother right now. But anyway, we talked about we talked about like all of these Mariner trades. Which one was your favorite trade? And you have to dodge, you know, maybe maybe your favorite trade will have to give away at the trivia answer point. Yeah, but I know what my favorite Mariner trade was. Absolutely, I know. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> Okay, do you want to preface that or do you want to I, I just dive in? I, I think that you are going to talk about uh, the the back and forth <laughs> trades of of one Mike Ford. Speaking of classic cars, let's talk about Ford. <laughs> let's talk about Mike Ford. Mike Ford was traded from the Mariners to the Giants and then three weeks later was traded by the Giants back to the Mariners after he had played in one baseball game for the San Francisco Giants. Forever Giant Mike Ford. And do you know who he was traded for each time? Uh, uh, George Washington's. <laughs> That's right. He was traded for George Washington's. We have no many, and we have no idea how many George Washington's. So the question I have is, is that each time that Mike Ford was traded from the Mariners to the Giants and from the Giants back to the Mariners for cash considerations, do you think the amount of cash was the same? Do you think the Mariners loaned Mike Ford to the Giants for three weeks? Yeah. Because they're I, just BFFs? And I, if I recall, we had a need for a third baseman or a first baseman or whatever it was. Who it, cares? We had a need. And so, you know, Farhan just picked up the phone and said, hey, can I borrow your player for a little while? And they're like, yeah, we're not using them. So just, send, you know, we'll, <laughs> that's, you know, we'll, we'll just... Right. That's my favorite Mariner Giants trade. They borrowed Mike Ford for three weeks just for giggles. But do you know what Mike Ford, you know, like he's like ancient and he's been bounced around. Lots of people really coveted this guy and he never played of any significant length in the major leagues until he was 30 years old. I guess he played, yeah, he played 50 games in 2022 where he, one of those games was the Giants. Yeah, yeah. But at 30 years old, last year in 2023, Mike Ford played in 83 games and hit 16 home runs and had an OPS plus of 122. This is the guy that was traded back and forth from the Mariners for a bag of peanut M&Ms. 
the worst M&Ms. That's right, folks. I said it. The worst M&Ms. And then last year, he finally pops off for 16 home runs for the Mariners. That's my favorite Mariner-Giants trade, Mike Ford. Because even though it's a ridiculously stupid trade, somehow the Giants still found themselves on the wrong end of it. Even though he went from one team and back and then forth, they still got jobbed on it. Oh. Enough with the banter. Let's talk cocktails. Bob's here too? Bob is everywhere. Where is he hiding? Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's just... Uh, under the table? Under the table, yeah. yeah. What are you drinking, Matthew? Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess we should talk about cocktails. So today, Bob, I am bringing an original cocktail called the Zen Rumble. Ooh. Uh, the Zen Rumble has one and a half ounces of light rum, a half ounce of ginger liqueur, a half ounce to three quarter ounces of green tea syrup, and one ounce of fresh lime juice. You put all those ingredients into a cocktail shaker with ice, shake it for 10 to 12 seconds, double strain it into a chilled coupe glass, and garnish with a fresh or dehydrated lime wheel. And you have this light and refreshing daiquiri-ish, ginger, green tea, yummy drink. And that is, if you want to know more about it, you can go back to last week's episode of Happy Hour and uh, listen to that. So that's what I'm drinking today, Bob, the Zen Rumble. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. Yes, it is, Bob. A very tasty cocktail, and I'm enjoying it immensely. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Uh, you're looking really good. This is not what I imagined that you look like, by the way. Um, younger. <laughs> uh, let's see, Bob. This week I am drinking the Radiant Dawn. And this <laughs> I love how you say it like Randy Macho Man Savage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's really funny is that every time I say Radiant Dawn, I then want to shout and pump my fist in the air and yell, Wolverines! Because it reminds me of Red Dawn. But anyway, uh, the original Red Dawn, not the stupid remake. Whoa, where do, I'm going off way on a tangent here. Yeah. What am I doing? Anyway, Radiant Dawn, what does it have in it? It's one and a half ounces of vodka, half an ounce of curacao, two ounces of orange juice, preferably blood orange juice, but I couldn't find any. So I used Cara Cara navel oranges, which is just not the same. So use blood orange juice. Uh, and then you need two to four jalapeno coins and three quarters of an ounce of ginger syrup. To make the cocktail, you muddle the jalapeno coins in an empty shaker with the ginger syrup. Then you add vodka, the curacao, the orange juice, and then you shake that with ice until chilled. You double strain it over a rocks glass filled with ice, and then you garnish with an orange wheel, sort of tacoed around two jalapeno coins and a candied ginger. The Radiant Dawn, by the way, is meant to be an elixir to make sure that your 2024 is going to be nothing but winning. So I suggest that everyone in the Giants front office have at least one immediately before Scott Boris allows his agents, his free agents to sign with other people. 
If you want to know more about this, as Matthew said, listen to last Thursday's show where we talk in depth about our cocktails, especially the Radiant Dawn. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It's so tasty, Bob. It's kind of weird being in front of you, like, <laughs> while you're doing all this antics. It's different when you're in your closet and I'm, like, watching you on Zoom. Right, yeah, and you're, like, probably not even watching me. You're just looking at some other screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm spacing yeah. out while you're doing, <laughs> doing your Randy Macho Man Savage impersonations. <laughs> oh, hello, Elizabeth. Oh, oh, man. All right. Well, I guess we should probably start talking about the Giants. Do we have to? No, good stuff happened. Good stuff. So the the what? largest trade, you said in the Farhan Zaidi era. Yeah. I tried to do a little research. Okay. On when was the last time that we traded two established major league veterans mm. for a player? And I went back to like Matt Williams in like 90, what, six? Wow. And I could not find a comparable trade. Where wow. we had two established veterans going one way where we were getting one back. And so this is a big deal. This is a very big it's deal. It's a huge trade. Yeah. And and I just want to point out that you were mm. like, Farhan can't make trades. No, that is true. And and so when I heard about this trade, which actually we were driving and I was, to, you know, we were in separate cars and I got to our location first and I happened to check Twitter mm-hmm. and I saw that it had happened. And my first reaction was, wow. Stunning. Like, like, wow, we actually traded two guys that were kind of question marks. Yep. That were potential like problems that they were going to create on our roster. Total roster crunch. For a potential like ace. Sure. Not sure. Yes. I, I'm sure. That's what sure means. Yeah, how many pitchers out there sure besides Blake certain. Snell have Cy Young Award winner on their 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 resume? Uh well, they give out that award twice a year and Major League Baseball. Well, they give it out once a year to two different people. What? They don't give it out twice a year. They give it twice a year. They don't give it out twice a year. At the same time, what is it? We're saying the same thing. (laughs) God. They announce it on the same day. Okay? It's two different Uh, people. So there can be two people each year. Yes. What I'm saying is they give out two of these awards every year since Cy Young died. No. Actually, I don't know how long the award has been called like Cy My point is, Matthew, it's been a long time, okay? okay? There are a lot of former Cy Young Award winners out there. Tim Lincecum. Is that what you want? You want Tim Lincecum to come back and pitch for the Giants? Would he? I mean, he probably would. He probably, he definitely would, I think. Like, if the Giants gave him a job and said, you're going to be on the 40-man, you're going to be on the 26-man, you're going to be in the starting rotation, he would. He w- and he would not be. Don't get that. Wipe that. What is the matter with you? <laughs> I I would love to see Timmy pitch again. All right. You know what? I should have chosen somebody from the 80s or something. <laughs> the point is, it's just because you once won a Cy Young Award does not mean you're going to be good now. And I will also stress that while he did win it in 2021, which was not that long ago. Um. Well, let me just ask you a question, Matthew. 
Uh, do you think he should challenge Logan Webb? I mean, Logan Webb's not a Cy Young Award winner. He came in second this past year. I mean, should have won. Mm-hmm. Should have won. But he came in second this past year. So let me ask you, Matthew. Now that the Giants have acquired Robbie Ray and they have Logan Webb, who should be the opening day starter? Oh, Logan Webb. Well, Why? mainly because Why? Robbie Ray can't pitch. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And, and Small so, detail, Ben. Okay, okay. So, so he's not going to pitch on day two, is he? Uh, he's not going to pitch until, like, what, June, July? Right, right, yeah. Mm, this is our big acquisition. Okay, so when we talked about the trades that— Okay, okay those, are, those are, like, minor details. Those are, minor like— details. Those are— You can't pitch half the year, but it's a minor detail. Not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, when you get a chance to to acquire a a, a Cy Young a, a talent level for two guys that you didn't know what to do with to begin with, this is a good trade. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. You know, otherwise, you would be pitching about like that they got him for like 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 Mike Ford or you know or something. Like you would be mad, and so you should look at the bright side of this one. Bright side of There's life. nothing but upside from this because you know that Hanniger and, and DeSclafani are not going to do shit for Seattle. I do know that. I do know that Hanniger and DeSclafani, you're, you're buying low on both of those guys for sure. And and nobody is sad that they're no not going to be Giants next year. Nobody's sad. No, no. There's nobody that had just bought a Desclafani jersey and, that's being like, "Oh gosh, now I gotta like." And this out. and 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 we're sad that nobody's sad that they're gone. It, it it is. It does prove that Farhan has finally learned how to uh, learn from his mistakes, understand when he's blown it, and and now he gets rid of them. Yes, it clears roster space for them. You know, because uh, Robbie Ray comes in, he's on the IL. He's not on the 40-man roster. And and now you've just removed two guys from your 40-man roster. So you just cleared two spaces from your 40-man roster, which means things become much more comfortable for, for Tristan Beck and for um, and for Keaton Wynn. And, and Cobb, Alex Cobb's going to start out on the IL as well, right? And so you have, it, it clears a lot of space for your youngsters, people that we're very excited about. And so, so that is great. That is really good. Um, in terms of what you're getting back, I, I actually, I, I do agree. There is part of me that like, what if the Giants did get Mike Ford? For, well, well for, for after you talk about how he hit like 16 home runs in 83 games. Mike Ford yeah. is a yeah. 31-year-old legitimate bench player. Who yeah. can hit for power, yeah, and and can play various positions. But you know, as a corner, not a bad guy to have on your bench. Not a bad guy to have on your bench. And you give up two, you know, absolute train wrecks in terms of injury. You know, I probably would be. I would be angry about it for sure. I'd probably be more angry about it than Robbie Ray. But this is really addition by subtraction, and Robbie Ray is the cherry on top. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the thing that that you haven't mentioned, but I, I know we've talked about is that Robbie Ray doesn't even take up a 40-man roster spot now, right? He's on the 60-day IL, and so he's not even going to take up a spot. So you've cleared two 40-man roster spots uh, with this trade, which means, Ben, that there Mm -hmm. could be more movement coming. It is not over yet. Does Really? 
<laughs> is that what you think? I, that's that's where I'm going with this. That's yes. where you're going because to me, this looks like the quintessential. I'm done. I'm going to go on vacation now. Farhan Zaidi kind of move. Like this is his pinnacle move of the off season. That's what this feels like. This is like this is a Farhan Zaidi move on steroids. This is just like he's like I've done myself. I have like oh I have gotten the injured asset. Like Farhan Zaidi loves injured pitchers. Like that is his favorite thing. Nothing gets Farhan Zaidi more excited than an injured pitcher, and this one's an injured Cy Young award winner. Right. I mean, he's way better than Matthew Boyd. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. This is like this. This is no Luis Gonzalez. This is no. Uh, this is no Mike Yastrzemski. This is this is this is like the pinnacle Farhan Zaidi move. And so I think there is a strong potential. And maybe we're getting too far into the next subject, but I think this is the far. They kind of blend together. This is the strong potential that this is it. Farhan's done. He says, I found my number. I found my top of the rotation starter. It's Robbie Ray. He's showing up in July. We don't know how good he's going to be. Well, yeah. I mean, at first, first, I mean, Tommy John surgery is like a, a, you know, a, 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 a hangnail nowadays, right? I mean, you know, you, sure. you know it's, it's annoying, but you come back after a year and you're fine. Right. Okay. Uh, so, so this is a good move. And I think what does concern me though, mm-hmm. is that Alex Pavlovic, you know, the, the Giants insider mm. from, uh, was it NBC Sports tweeted out today. Or yesterday. Also from Giants Talk. Yes, Giants Talk. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's on sabbatical, though, because he just had a baby. That's right. Well, his wife had a baby. He did not have one. He did not have a baby. Uh, But he tweeted out that Farhan will continue to look to add starting staff, either in free agency or trade, although he doesn't sound as focused on top of market. That was the tweet that Alex Pavlovic sent out. So that means... Top not doesn't sound like he's focused on top of market means no Blake Snell. Nope. No Jordan Montgomery. Nope. No Imanaga from Japan. Well, but didn't we hear that they are like in on him? Yeah, so that's 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 the thing, right? Like we as fans are being fed all these different like scenarios and all right. the different like like rumors are that the Giants are in on all yeah. these guys. Okay, well, okay, okay. And maybe they were. But does the Robbie Ray acquisition now change things? Let's see. I think I think the answer to that is we don't know. Because there could be good signs and bad signs. But let me see if I can find a way to throw Farhan under the bus <laughs> either way. Okay. So Pavlovich says it sounds like they're done. Well, well, Farhan Zaidi is a big fat liar. And you cannot believe a single thing that ever comes out of Farhan Zaidi's mouth. That is true. That is true. We have learned that whenever he talks about something, inevitably something different happens. Right. So that's the good news. The good news is Farhan's a big fat liar because he could be making it sound like they're not pursuing top of the market people, but but they are. So in that regard, it could mean that Snell and Montgomery and, and I don't know that the Imanaga. Mm-hmm. I don't, he, like, his, his stats, they don't line up. They're not nearly as good as, as no, but, but Yamamoto. If you, if you look at, uh, no, definitely not in the Yamamoto sphere. But if you look him up on Baseball Reference, what they're projecting him is a very solid, like, 
number two, three starter. Like, All right. I mean, so he's got some, he is, he would be a, a really good ad. Okay. So, so in that regard, Farhan's a big fat liar, which is good news. On the other hand, like I just said, Farhan gonna Farhan. Like, this is like, I think there's a chance that like, yeah. Farhan's like, yeah, I did just get a great, I just got a former Cy Young Award winner. He won the Cy Young Award in 20, uh, 2021. Let's ignore the fact that his ERA plus in 2022 was 100. And so he was just average. Although he did have a very good whip at 1.19. But, you know, and then ignore the fact that he got hurt. And so now we don't know what we're going to get. Right. And so in that sense, it feels like this is, you know, Farhan being Farhan. Like, Oh, I, I got a great picture, like the value on this. And that's why I made the analogy at the beginning of the show. We were on a dump run to chuck Desclafani and Hanniger out the back of the truck. And there by the dump, we found this really good looking but quite broken rocking chair that is very much an antique. That maybe we can restore. Maybe. And that's why I, I feel like he's like, what a major score, you know? Right, right. I, I, I get it because that's kind of the, that's a Farhan move. That's kind of the history of that. But you can't go into the season going, oh, we're going to play half the season and wait for this guy that has just coming off major surgery to be the savior, right? I mean, that's that's half the season. The season could be done by then. Right. And so I can't believe that this would be the end of the offseason for the Giants. I, I I feel like there's either through trade or free agency, they're going to bring in somebody that will be a legitimate number two to Logan Webb. And that that and then let's just let's dream a little bit. Ben. <laughs> OK, let's do it. OK, so let's talk about let's a, get, a starting let's, li- a, a starting staff let's of get Webb optimistic. of Webb. Let's say Corbin Burns. Sure. Yeah. And then Alex Cobb. Mm, back from hip surgery. Yeah. Kyle Harrison. Ooh, but 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 like good, like like hitting his potential. And Kyle Robbie Harrison. Ray. Mm. That is a legit starting five rotation, or has the potential to be, I should say. And we feel real bad because Keaton Wynn has to be dropped from the rotation. Keaton Wynn's though. going back to uh to to Milwaukee for the Corbin Burks. Oh, okay. Okay. What about Tristan Beck? Him too. Okay. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know what, okay. the, what they're, but okay. you know, you, one of those guys is going, right? For sure. Or they're going to have to go down to AAA and be injury insurance. Yeah, right. Sure. That's fine. They got options. That's what they're there for. Yeah, that's really that's the optimist I know. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's Thank beautiful. You. And that's what Giants fans are holding on to, Ben. Is that you know they're if we this is what's the date? It's January seventh. Spring I'm training thinking. is like two months away. Like we got time, dude. We got time. It's it's actually much closer than you think. It happens in February. Does it really? Yeah. Remember, that's when Brent Wisely hit all his home runs. <laughs> all right. Well, we're a month away. We got a month away at least, right? So we well, there's some time. By the way, that's my new name for him, Brent with an N. <laughs> just just to be mean. <laughs> that's when Brent Wisely hit all his home runs. Uh, well, I, I you know. You know what? I don't want to take this away from you. I, I keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. But me, I'm writing this rotation in with Penn. You know, it's Logan Webb. 
It's, uh, you know, it's it's Alex Cobb, but he's not coming in until June. It's Robbie Ray, but he's not coming in until July. It's Kyle Harrison. He's your number two. He is now, yeah. And then it's Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck. And, and then it's a bullpen game, number five. That's what we're starting the season with. That's what I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down in pen. Ryan Walker is your fifth starter. He's going to pitch an inning, and then you're just going to trot out. You, you, you miserable, miserable man. Like, like how, how can you just, like, how do you, like, live that way? Where you're just, like... So negative and pessimistic. You know, the the best free agents are still unsigned. Okay? You can't be like... Now, next week when they all sign with, like, the Yankees and the Dodgers, then by all means, be pessimistic. But right now, you can't be pessimistic because there's still the option of the Giants being, bringing in somebody. But Alex just said... You know, Alex said... Alex is sleep-deprived right now. Okay? <laughs> Ah, he doesn't know. He doesn't saying. know what he's talking about. Yeah. He's he's like it sounds to me like. Yeah, he's yeah. changing <laughs> six diapers a day. He's he doesn't know up from down. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know, I really want to believe. I really want to believe. You know what? I mean, that's not my role. My role is not to. I feel like you're trying to talk me into something that I shouldn't be doing. You know, I shouldn't be doing. But you know what? I'm going to believe for a moment. I'm going to believe for a moment. I'm going to believe that Farhan Zaidi, the fact that he did a big trade, got sort of like he broke the seal. You know, the it, the juices are flowing. He's figured out how to do it, right? Like, he's just gotten started. He finally can do it. That's right. Yeah. And he's going to go out there and he's going to make the deal. He's either going to get another frontline starter. Here's the possibility. He does believe that Robbie Ray is the guy. That they have enough depth. And he's going to go out and he's going to get a Rosarina. Who? To fill the spot that's just been opened up by Hanniger. Okay. Right? I'm down and with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the positive, Ben. That's the positive spin. See, is that so hard? It was very hard because here's the problem, Matthew. He made that deal with the Mariners. His, his, his trading buddy? The only people he can trade with. His BFFs? His BFFs. This was not a real trade. <laughs> this wasn't a real trade. It's really an 80-man roster. The Mariners and the Giants, they're the same team. That's why Mike Ford can just move back and forth between the two teams and nobody really notices. Because they're the same team. This wasn't a real trade. This was a pretend trade between two teams that are effectively the same team. Both teams trying to convince their fans that they're on the up and up and that they're going to do the thing, but really just barely miss the playoffs. That's negative, Ben. That's so the ben I know. that's yeah. I mean, you know that that's my that's the negative Ben spin on it. I will say this: I'm trying to lean really hard into negative Ben territory because that's my role. That's my job. I don't think there's any possible way the Giants can be done. I will say maybe they won't look at the rotation, but I do not think they're done. I think they're still going to seriously pursue position players. And I think if they can put together a deal for somebody like Corbin Burns, they'll do it. But I think we can expect 
two more starters to show up this offseason. Yeah. And and we better. <laughs> we better. Because the changes, because like if you think about it, how could they possibly be done? How can they possibly be done? They can't be. All they've done is added Tom Murphy, Zhang Hu Li, and half a season of Robbie Ray. Is that enough to get them to 500? No. No. Is that enough to get them in the playoffs? Most certainly not. They need to win at least 84 games next year, and they have not made enough changes to get to 84 wins. And so I don't think there's any possible way that they're done. Now, there's in, there's no, okay, let me rephrase that. There's no possible way that they're done trying. They very well could be done. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, because then you know, it takes two to tango, so. That's right. I, I'm looking at uh, a list of uh, Giants trades by team. Over the last, you know, uh, the last trade for every every team that they've uh, in there, and the only teams that they haven't traded with since Farhan Zaidi came in were teams within the division, like okay. uh, the Colorado Rockies, and uh, which is interesting, and the Dodgers, of course. So, so uh, twenty six teams are on this list that they have had trades with since Farhan Zaidi came in. So don't be telling me that it's just the Mariners that he trades with. All right. Yeah. They can loan players back and forth and they got their little, you know, I'm sure they got their little secret handshake, but he can, he can pull trades with others too. He can pull other trades where he's getting something off the scrap heap or he's giving them like, you know, a a bag of peanut M&Ms. But when was the last serious trade that he's done with anybody that wasn't the Mariners? Well, in November of 2022, the Tampa Bay Devils traded Brett Wisely to the Giants for Tristan Peters. <laughs> so suck Too- on that, Ben. Touche. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't know who Tristan Peters is. Never heard of the guy. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't know. But you know who Brett Wisely is, don't I, you? I do. I yeah. do know Brent. He hit home runs in spring training. Yes, he's hit a couple. He's hit two home runs in spring training. Good old Brent. Interestingly aside, though, do you know what the last trade with the Colorado Rockies was? Between the Giants and the Rockies? Yeah. <laughs> I do know, but I'm going to let you say it. In 2012, mm-hmm. so that was, you know, what, 10 plus 11 years ago. One of the greatest trades. The, in the Giants Colorado history. Rockies traded Marco Scudero and Cash. <laughs> To the Giants for Charlie Culberson. Oh my God! That's well. This if one, that trade doesn't happen, there's no Scudero game. There's no Scooterowing. There's That's none, right. right? You're not. He's not. There's that that image of him putting his face to the rain as it came down. You were at that game. I was at that game. I was at that game. It was one of the best baseball fan experiences I've ever had. Yes. Uh, and that's probably why the Rockies haven't traded with the Giants ever since, because of that swindle. Um, you know, uh, it could also be that the Rockies just are sitting over there rocking in a corner. Like, they just don't know what they're doing. That's true. That's true. They don't know that's what they're true. doing. I, you know, every now and then for fun, I just go pay attention a little bit to what's going on with them or read all of this stuff. And it, it's 
it's really interesting because everything you, you read these like 20, the, the 30 team capsules about, you know, their off season evaluations or their best trades or whatever. And they always, they have to write a little blurb about every team. If you just go through those and you just like, one of the things that I like to do is I just roll down and read about the Rockies because it's always just laughable. Yeah. It's like so different than every other team Yeah, because they're so bad. Yeah. Nobody expects them to do anything. Nobody expects them to do anything. And it's just sort of like this weird, existential like self-examination by the author who's having to write that blurb. <laughs> so I'm glad we're not Rockies fans. Yeah. yeah. And just the final thing on the trades that I think is interesting is that the, the team that we have gone the longest without having a trade is the Dodgers. And um, that's, and that it was tracks. a minor trade in 2007 where we sent Mark Sweeney to the Dodgers for a player to be named later who ended up being some guy named Travis Denker. Ah, uh, the Sweeney for Danker trade. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, the rivalry is real. The rivalry is real. Um, all right. All right. Well, um, I know we still got a little bit of time, but frankly, you and I have dinner reservations. We do. And uh, we got to get out of here. And we got we got a jam. And so, you know, there really wasn't a whole lot more to talk about. No, uh, I mean, it's January 7th, folks. It's January 7th. So I think we should call it a day. I am going to give the answer to today's trivia question. Do it. So if you recall, the trivia question was what two Giants pitchers, past Giant pitchers, were acquired from the Seattle Mariners in separate trades that went on to win at least 19 games in a season for the Giants? And the answer is Sean Estes and Bill Swift. Bill Swift ended up becoming, uh, he was a 21-game winner for the Giants a couple years after his uh, trade, which was in, which was interesting. I didn't realize he was traded for Kevin Mitchell yeah. and Mike Remlinger, but Kevin Mitchell was the trade. And the the Mariners gave up a lot for him. They gave up a guy, a starting pitcher named Dave Burba, who was yeah. a big and, starter for and the And a, cr- a crucial uh, relief pitcher for the Giants, Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson was a big setup guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and Bill Swift for Kevin Mitchell and Mike Remlinger and Kevin Mitchell did not have uh, a good career after that trade. No. And Bill Swift was finished second uh, in the uh, National League Cy Young Award winner of the year that he won. And I believe games. his ERA was like 1.98. And his whip was like 1.0 something. He won 21 games, one game behind John Burkett for, uh, yeah. And then Mike Jackson was the setup guy who would come in in the eighth inning in front of Rod Beck in that 93 team, the best San Francisco Giants team to ever put them on. My favorite team. Yeah. Yeah. That is like a crazy, crazy trade. Uh, no idea. Did not remember that that came from the Mariners at all. I didn't either. The and Mariners then totally and then, got jobbed on. But, oh, and then you would think that they would learn. But then the next trade that they made was four years later, three and a half years later, where the Mariners uh, traded Wilson Delgado and Sean Esses to the Giants for Solomon Torres. Oh, wow. And Solomon Torres was a highly rated uh, yeah. prospect at the time who never, never panned out. Well, he did pan out 10 years later. He actually became a very good reliever uh, in, uh, in Major League Baseball and actually had a tremendously and bizarrely long career. He had a 12-year career. Yeah. and there, But there was four years where he didn't play at all. Correct. He played in Korea for one of those years. Yeah. So crazy. He had a very much a um, a career like 
Ryan Vogel song. Bogey. Yes. That's right. Yes. That, so, so yeah. So, uh, you know, Solomon Torres had a career similar to, to Ryan Vogel songs, not as storied at the end, but he had a decent career, but he was, he was the, he was the Tim Lincecum of his age who did not pan out. And, and uh, yeah, he pitched the, he started the last game of 1993 against the Dodgers when the Giants got lost that day. They lost that game because Bill Swift and John Burkett could not go mm-hmm. because they had pitched the first two games, I think, of the series. And they didn't have anybody else. Even Burba was not available. Yeah. And so they went with Solomon Torres, and it didn't work out. He didn't, I don't think he got out of the third inning. And, um, oh, 1993. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. That's why we have wild cards. You know, they can't crush they can't crush catchers anymore because of Buster Posey. You know, we yeah. have wild card because of the 93 Giants. We have emergency quarterbacks because of Brock Purdy. Why do all the bad things happen to San Francisco fans, Matthew? It's just uh it's just part of the something, I don't know, the curse, mm-hmm. I guess. All right. Well, we should wrap this up because do we it. do need to get going Let's for get dinner. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials, uh, Twitter and or the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, Threads, Instagram, and Mastodon, at Giant Cocktails. Uh, also, don't forget to rate us or subscribe if you haven't already uh, so you can get weekly news about the San Francisco Giants. And, uh, you know, come on, say hi. Come and say hi to us uh, on the socials because uh, we love to interact with our friends. All right. Having said all that, Ben, it was uh, great seeing you like face to face. Literally. I can like 3D. Exactly. Look at me me move. There's a lot of you to see. That's right. Whoa. What are you saying? Whoa. Are you saying I'm fat? I am. I am. I'm fat and out of shape. Uh, But Mm. a great guy nonetheless. So thank you for for being here. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. We will see you all again uh, next time. Ben, it's been great uh, chatting with you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Opa! Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. Hasta luego. Hasta la vista. Baby. I think I shit my pants.